Welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast, a podcast where we celebrate the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. And remember, culture, it is so much more than stuffy paintings in a stuffy art gallery. It is so much more than a posh orchestra playing to posh people in posh ball gowns and suits. The culture we're talking about is the culture of every day, the culture of our city, our area that surrounds the city. It is the people, it is the buildings on our streets, it is the canals we enjoy, it is the heritage that is actually part of our everyday life, our present and our future. So grab a brew, peel your ears back and enjoy. I know this is a podcast all about North Staffordshire, Stoke-on-Trent and the culture within it, but I have come to uh, Cheshire. Don't tell anyone. It's okay. It's a little... We've hopped over the border to all Sager, but it's okay because I am surrounded by culture from Stoke-on-Trent and uh, from from the past, really. With me is Alex Huff, and you might know the name if you were in the the Stoke-on-Trent scene in the mid, uh, mid to... Yeah, the mid nineteen, mid to late nineteen nineties, and you picked up a copy of Bomb magazine because right. Alex, you were the founder. Yes, me and my brother Ned, sadly not with us, but um, my brother came back from Brighton with a copy of a magazine called Buzz, which was you know very similar to Bomb, and it was um, distributed at clothes shops and clubs, and the idea that people go to clubs like wearing clothes. And vice versa. And getting a haircut as well. Very much a, a DIY effort. And I mean that in yeah. a in the fact that it was you guys that did it. Yeah. It was you guys uh, on, on your own kind of thing doing it. That's right, yeah. And um, yeah, I think my brother came back from Brighton and thought Stoke was going to be like Brighton. And it was going to be amazing. All we needed was to publicise clubs and things. And then, um, you know, this would be like Brighton, but you know, cooler. Much better. We've got oat cakes. Brighton doesn't have and, oat cakes. And, and we had Shelley's and these kind of clubs, you know. So Shelley was on the word. Take me back then to 1994. For, for for listeners that might have been too young, for people that maybe weren't yeah. living here at the time, what was Stoke-on-Trent like? You know, if you well, were going out in Stoke, we've got what, some of the some of the yeah, magazines this, from, the from 94. One. The first one was 90... In Well, we did one in 93. I think we did two in 93. One... So trial goes. Um, I guess as an old person now, it's very tempting to look back and say it was fantastic. But really, young people, that's what it's like to be young. (laughs) So it was good. So what's on the front Uh, cover of this one? Well, this one here is, um, it's a cartoon. We realised that um, we could use two colours. And this is a cartoon of my friend uh, David has drawn. And, um, you know, he just finished being an architect student and uh, he's got a picture of the Jack Frost, which is on the, I don't know if it's still on, Lewis's? Or not Lewis's. Lewis's doesn't exist anymore, does it? So you are no. showing your age a little bit there. It's yeah, on the it's so, at the Pottery Centre, isn't it? And I believe it's not even Jack Frost. It's some, apparently the sun. I just call it the spiky man. We call it Jack Frost anyway. 
And so it says, too much decentralization makes Jack a dull boy. Or decentralization makes Jack a dull boy. So the idea, I think at the time it was, you know, if you were an architect student and you'd come back and there's all this stuff about out of town. And he, you know, probably now you'd say, yes. Do we really need that McDonald's and cinema and stuff? And did that have a role? Because we're talking about a little bit of the, the festival park as the yeah. retail site growing yes. at this point. Yes, that was kind of, yes. So that's, that, that was the cover. And then on the back we have um, Mike Lloyd's Artist Presents at the Wheat Chief. And Monday the 11th of April, Whiteout. They were signed to Creation Records from Glasgow and, the, and Oasis. Uh, and that was and, and uh, that was the eleventh of April, and it was actually the first um, show on the get on that tour where Whiteout, well they swapped over and Oasis broke on that tour, and this was uh, the, so the claim. Well, the Oasis were headlining it. I'd just yeah. like to point out that it was yeah. three pounds in advance to get to see Oasis yes. and, and Whiteout. Yeah. Three whole English pounds. And even yeah. back in 1994, three pounds wasn't an awful lot. No, that's right. Well, I don't know if it was a lot. I think I remember earning three pounds an hour as a chef, which is kind of an hour's wage, I suppose. It's kind of... It's about equivalent of a tenner then. Yeah, I suppose that's okay for the, for the wheat sheaf. An oasis, and could you imagine? So, and we've also yeah. got um, more more bands from my youth on Echo there. Is Echo Belly? Credit to the nation. I mean, at the time, Credit to the nation. That was um, Dave Corbett who booked the Wheat Chief. He was Credit to the nation is going to be absolutely massive. It's going to be massive, and I think that might have been in the first or the second show. It absolutely rammed. Oasis wasn't absolutely rammed. And this is it, isn't yeah. it? You say every yeah. every teenage group, yeah. every sort of generation has their own sort of movement and stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's ninety. The mid nineties were my era, essentially, yeah. um, and I loved them. But I wasn't around in Stoke on Trent at the time. So where yeah. would I have been going out? Where were you writing about? What well, were you talking I think about? The, um, there was Golden and Sin City. And this was a sort of house music boom. Uh, I guess it came from Shelley's and um, uh, there was a big thing on dance music. And then there was Renaissance, um, which I think they became quite a progress in Derby. And there was very much that um, dance music was the thing. Our reason for being really was that to, to publicize clubs hundreds and hundreds of thousands of flyers were thrust into people's hands on you know people who didn't really want to carry a carry a magazine carry carry a flyer home with them we realized well just staple the flyers together and put some events in and maybe they'll keep it and maybe if they pick it up during the day uh, you know we distributed through them through the clothes shops and hairdressers um staff's uni keel and you know, maybe it'll stay around for for a month, and you know, say to the club, the, the the club people, yeah, this is you save yourself money here, you know. And I think that's why Global Groove then took us on. It was quite good for them, the uh, which is a, a for those who don't know, Global Groove is a dance specialist, dance record shop, and they'd been open a year. And they sort of realised. Well, I think I think it's probably the genius of my brother um, and them together realising that 
if we had the record shop on the back cover, there wouldn't be arguments from the the clubs who was on the back cover. And, you know, it was regular artwork. It was an easy thing to do. So, yeah, so it's really dance. I, I, from my perspective, any anyway, my memory was it was it was all about uh, dance music. And, uh, yeah, there was the Wheat Sheaf. Um, but really, get that, I think the uh, had grunge happened. No, I don't know. Grunge was happening in sort of the yeah. mid, you know, because you had Kirkwing dying. 93, I want yeah, to say. Okay. So it, that kind of, ridiculously enough, boosted grunge a little yeah. bit, didn't it? Because it sort of brought it to the forefront more. Mm. So I'd say you were in grunge and then you're moving into your Britpop era, certainly with like the yeah. guitar bass bands, yeah. Oasis, Blur, Radiohead. Well, going around the clothes shops, they're all playing tapes uh, from, you know, it would be, they'd be playing dance tapes from, 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 from the, you know, this what happened. Was, there was a sort of, D, you know, DJ tapes. But you were also getting that crossover as well from dance music making it into the charts, weren't you? You had people yeah. like Fatboy Slim coming through. You had, you know, for the popular, the Chemical yeah, Brothers yeah, were becoming so, were yeah. becoming was, chart yeah. toppers. Yeah, but, but I think I think at the early nineties, I think that was, it was still much. A, people thought there was a kudos to going to Golden. You were cooler and more advanced form of form of uh, life. Yeah. That, that you weren't drinking in. Um, a sticky carpeted pub leering at girls and kind of being a sexist darts playing um misogynist you are this metrosexual kind of guy who's kind of well you know we don't get we don't drink anymore you know, what what are you doing drink drinking became very unfashionable you know for some reason you know uh, and there's a sort of a gentleness and uh, people were embracing their feminine side, and uh, you know that it was it, it it was it did feel like that. It felt, uh, and also I think I think um, you know my brother coming back from Brighton, and it was things like Saint Etienne, and and a kind of um, a feeling, and um, you know there's a there's a very Euro feel and geos, and you know we've just had a cup of coffee. We wouldn't be drinking this coffee, real coffee. It was your in instant. House. Real coffee in your house. You have to go to Geo's in Newcastle. And if you went to Geo's in Newcastle and had a cappuccino, start smoking, you could buy French fags as well. Yeah. If you were doing, and you could smoke inside. You go there, someone might see you smoking a fag and having a cappuccino and that's how, that's how boy meets girl. That's how love happened in the old days. I hope for some of you that was a trip down memory lane and for others who maybe weren't around in the 90s um, got to just get a little bit of an experience of what Stoke-on-Trent was like back in the day, let's say. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you did enjoy it. As always, um, you can get in touch with me via Facebook, Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast. That's what you need to be looking for. Twitter, it is at CQHpod. And we have the website as well, www.cqhpod.co.uk. Remember, I do put a blog on as well as the podcast on the website. So stay in touch there and uh, see what I'm getting up to really and see what is out there for everybody in our area, our lovely area of Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. We will be back next week with another episode.